May take a seat. How are we all? Doing good? Good. It's nice to sit. I don't need a mask. Best thing about preaching this morning, not having to wear a mask. All right, what's the time? 10.30? 10. How long I got? Five minutes. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Get comfortable. Um, no, I am continuing a series this morning on Colossians. And like Justin said, it's been so good. So Colossians is Paul basically correcting and bringing back into line the church at Colossae because they've got a little bit off track. They've got a little bit whack in their theology and their way of doing things. And isn't it amazing how a book written 2,000 years ago can be so profoundly um, aligned with life today and how we experience it. And so that's uh, what we're going to continue in today because we all need a little realignment every now and then. We all need to, come on guys, back every week really, right? Because here's the thing, the day that you give your life to Jesus, every day from that point is a choice to not take your life back into your own hands, but to keep every day you wake up and you re- it's like renewing like re-surrendering, re-surrendering to Jesus every day. Because every day we get off track, every day we get distracted. So every day is a day of re-surrender to Christ. So Colossians, today we're looking at Colossians 3, 1 to 17. And I love the title of it. It's called, Put on Your New Self. What? Good, thanks. Thank you. Great encouragement. Put on your new self. All right. So verse 1 to 4, Paul starts by reminding us of our salvation and he says this. If then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. There's a bit of a theme going on this morning with all of that. Seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you'll also appear with him in glory. If you're a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus, look up. Set your eyes on things above, not on things that are here on earth. If something is set, it's not moving. If you are setting concrete, that concrete is not moving. And I love that thought, set your eyes on things above. My eyes are set on things above. There might be circumstances going on here on earth, but I'm not looking to my circumstances. I'm keeping my eyes fixed above, fixed on Jesus. I'm set. I'm set and I'm not moving my focus. I've had disappointment down here. This person hurt me down here. I lost my job over here, but my eyes are set on things above. Because so often we don't, we talk about setting our eyes on things above, but then we get distracted and we get lost and we go and we're moved and we're, we behave out of our circumstances rather than keeping our eyes fixed. We sang about it this morning I fix my eyes on Jesus. I believe you're working all things for good. When our eyes are fixed on Jesus, when we we can trust in him, we can rest in peace that he's working all things together for us. And I've said this many times before, but it comes down to a matter of trust. If we trust God, 
that God is who he says he is, that his word is who he says he is, we can keep our eyes fixed because we trust him. We trust that he's working it all together for good for us. All right, so then let's move down to verse 5 to 11. It says this. This is about putting off. So Paul's reminded us, don't forget. Don't forget. He starts off, remember who you are. You don't have to worry about your circumstances because your life's hidden with Christ. He's going to take care of all that. But here's what I want you to do. Put off these things. And verse 5 to 11 says this. Put to death what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Don't lie to one another. Seeing that you have put off the old self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of the Creator, There is not Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. We too were once like this. And we still are because we're we're all on a journey. But but becoming a Christian is about becoming and going on a journey of spiritual renewal and transformation. So we're making a choice daily to put off certain things, old ways of thinking and old behaviours. Covetousness. Like we learn with our eyes fixed firmly on Jesus that we don't need to look at another person's life or what another person has or what they're doing or how God's blessing them because our eyes are fixed. We know that God has, has a plan for our life. We know that God's going to look after us because we trust him. Our eyes are fixed. I don't need to be jealous of another person's stuff. I need to be jealous of their miracle. My eyes are fixed. I'm set on things above. And we realize we become secure in our identity with Christ. We realize that a big house, a fancy car, a successful business or whatever, lots of money in the bank doesn't define us. We're not defined by our stuff or our things or things that can be seen. We're defined by Jesus and who he is. Anger, as we grow in our relationship with Jesus and becoming like him, we begin to learn to slow down. We begin to go at a slower pace. The peace of God is carry, we carry the peace of God with us because every day we fix our eyes. We wake up. We resurrender to Christ. We're, we're good morning, Holy Spirit. And so we carry the presence of God with us. The peace of God helps us throughout our day. Slander, we don't talk about people. It's not who we are anymore. We put it off. We put those things off. We realize the emotional maturity in going straight to a person with our problem. And that speaking ill of another person says more about me than it does about them. Obscene talk. We put it off. It's not who we are anymore. And I could go on. But I love what the message says about this little passage of Scripture. It says that our old ways are like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes. And we all have those garments in our wardrobe that are still hanging there, that are old things, and they just don't fit right anymore, and they don't look good anymore. Anyone relate? It's like every now and then you pull it out and you put it on and you're like, why did I even buy this? Like, this, it doesn't fit right. It doesn't look good on me. It's like covetousness is like the old shirt you've had in your cupboard for years and you put it on and it doesn't look good on you. Covetousness does not look good on you. Slander is like an old pair of shoes that hurt your feet. Like, get rid of them. 
We need to put these things off and throw them away. And I had a funny moment this week where I got a dirty old jacket out of the cupboard and I put it on. Moment of vulnerability here. And I put on this old jacket and this old jacket was a bad attitude. And, I, uh, and for a few hours I wore this jacket and it was like this circumstance that had happened through the week and I was mad about it. And I put on this jacket and, and then um, Justin came home and I was talking to him about this situation. And I was like having like a, a, a rant and I was waiting for him to validate me and how I was feeling. And he didn't say a word. He just looked at me like, really? Like, really? That's how you're thinking? That's how you're behaving? And I, I knew before I even put the jacket on that I shouldn't put the jacket on. But I put it on. And I'm so grateful for a husband who didn't join in with me in having a... It was, it was like such a stupid situation in the end. But I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. I threw off the jacket and I threw it away and I threw the bad attitude away. And, you know, every single day, we're not perfect, we're going to do things, but this was intentional. I knew, I knew, like, I had a choice here whether I could just go, oh, it is what it is, whatever, deal with this. You're all dying to know the situation, aren't you? I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Because you go, oh, really? But um, but I I knew when I was doing it. I knew when I was putting the jacket on. It's like, don't, just don't put the jacket on. Take it off. So we, we have a choice and this is the point. Every day we make mistakes and we don't mean to and whatever, but sometimes we make a choice. Sometimes we say the thing that we're going to say about a person and we know we shouldn't say it, but we do it anyway. Throw that jacket out. Get it out of your wardrobe. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Set your eyes on him. It's not who we are anymore. We all know some people that need maybe a whole outfit change, not just to take a jacket off or take shoes off. Some people need a whole outfit change. But let's have a think about what those things are in our life that we need to throw out. What do we need to throw out? What do we need to take off? Because it's a choice. Every day we make a choice about how we're going to dress. And as we move down to verse 12 to 15, it talks about putting on. What are we going to put on? So we take off the ugly stuff, the stuff that doesn't fit, the stuff that just doesn't look good, and then we make a choice about what we're going to put on. So verse 12 to 15 says this, Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. But again, I'm going to read the message translation because I love it. So you're like poetic. I love it. It says this. So chosen by God for this new life of love. So this new life that we're living with, this new wardrobe, is about a life of love. Dress in the wardrobe God has picked out for you. I love this analogy about old clothes and new clothes. Our old life, those clothes don't fit anymore. We've got a new wardrobe. God has picked, out, picked it out for us. And it's this, compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength and discipline. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offence. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. 
And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. I love that picture. When you see someone that is dressed in kindness, humility and compassion, there is a beauty about them because it's a, it's a presence about them and it's the presence of God. So we put off our old wardrobe, our old behaviours and we dress in the new wardrobe God has for us. Compassion. We begin to see a life beyond our own and see the needs of others. We're moved to help people and, and meet needs where we can. Kindness. Kindness is love in action. The greatest piece of wisdom that I have ever heard and I think about it daily and it helps me daily is this. There is always a reason why people are the way that they are. And I share this with people often and, and we often talk about it with our kids. There is always a, a reason why people are the way that they are and why they behave the way that they, they do. And when we understand that and we have that perspective, it helps us to not be offended. It helps us to have grace towards other people and show kindness to them. Because there's that great quote that goes around, everyone you meet is a fighting a battle you know nothing about. And so we can have that eternal perspective. We're all broken, we're all on a journey, we're all on this process of spiritual renewal and transformation. So who am I to put on those ugly, judgmental clothes? No, I'm going to put on kindness. I'm going to show love and I'm going to show grace. Humility, we come to realise that we only have what we have and are who we are by the grace of God. We can walk in humility and give God the glory, not ourselves, for everything that he's done in our life. Quiet strength, meekness. It's choosing to accept undesirable circumstances because we see the big picture and understand the need for endurance. Discipline. We can be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive, and the last of, and most important of them all, put on love. Never be without it. Love binds it all together. And when you do all of these things with a motivation of love, you can't fake it. Because sometimes you can show kindness to somebody, but underneath it all, you're just like, <laughs> you know, like there's this sarcasm about it. But when you're doing it out of a motivation, I think that's why it finishes with that. You have to do all of these things out of a spirit of love. Because you can do a good deed for someone out of a spirit of self because you want to look good. You can show kindness to someone because you want, you want someone else to see you doing it. But when you do it out of a spirit of love because you want to bless a person and you want to obey the Holy Spirit, that's beautiful. Earlier in the chapter, it says, um, in another translation, it says, be content with obscurity. And I love this because obscurity is a state of retirement from the world, a state of being unnoticed or unknown to fame. It's a spiritual discipline of obscurity. Obscurity is being with Jesus and being like Jesus without having to post to Facebook or Instagram about it. It's, it's having quiet time. Is it, has everyone seen that church dude with a sign? You don't need to Instagram your quiet life. It's like... Be content with living a life of obscurity and following Jesus and doing the work of God without having to tell everyone about it because it's a purification of heart. That's what it does. It tests our motivation 
Am I doing this because I want to look good? I want to be seen by someone as holy and righteous? Or am I just doing it because I simply want to be with Jesus and I want to be like Jesus? 1 Thessalonians 4.11 says this, and this is a scripture that we live by. You've heard us say it many times. Make it your ambition to live a quiet life. And that's what it's talking about in living a life of, of obscurity. We think ambition and we automatically we think hustle, fame, wealth. But no, Jesus is saying, make it your, or who wrote Thessalonians? Paul. Paul's saying, make it your ambition to live a quiet life. Don't chase those things. Like, you know, that's all great. um, Living a quiet life is not about living a mediocre life. But it means we redefine the metrics of success that have been handed down to us through Western culture. When you pursue a quiet life, peace, joy and stability of heart abound. A meaningful life is about how we're growing in our relationship with Jesus and Jesus, not Jesus, with Jesus and how we're growing in our relationship with others. There is a deep meaningfulness and beauty in living a quiet life of being with Jesus and being like Jesus. That's where you'll find meaning in your life. Carrying on, verse 16. I love here because it, it brings it all together as a collective, as a body of Christ. It says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Let the word of God dwell, dwell in you richly or dwell in you fully. The message says, Give it plenty of room in your lives. How much room are you giving the word of God in your life? A Sunday message or a sound bite from an Instagram celebrity pastor is not the word of God dwelling richly in your life. Seek it out every day. The beautiful thing is God wants to reveal himself to us. We don't have to listen to a podcast or listen to a preach to hear someone else's revelation. That's secondhand spirituality. God wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to illuminate his word to you personally for what you're going through in your life today. We have to be reading on it, meditating on it and studying it out. Life and sustenance come from the word of God. He delights in revealing himself to us. Singing together, we've done that this morning and we all know the beauty of collective worship, the beauty of being in the the house of God, singing together. We're doing that. We're here. We don't need to be told. And thankfulness in your hearts to God. Come into his courts with thanksgiving. Gratitude is the gateway to his presence. Come into his courts with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. What are you grateful for? Verse 17. Last verse, and this is the clincher. Whatever you do, In word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The message says, let every detail of your lives be done in the name of the Master. Because here's the thing. If you can't do something in the name of the Lord, don't do it. You can't slander in the name of the Lord. You can show kindness in the name of the Lord, but you can't slander in the name of the Lord. So let that be the filter through which you behave. Let the Holy Spirit be the filter of your thoughts and feelings, what you feel like saying and what you actually do. 
slow down enough to think and process, is this bringing glory to God with what I'm about to say or what I'm about to do? Is putting on this jacket doing something in the name of the Lord? As we begin to be with Jesus, we begin to be more like him. So let me ask you, final, final thought is this. What, what have you got hanging in your wardrobe that you need to throw off, that you need to clear out? Some of us have way too many old things hanging in there that we still pick up and try and put on. God's got a whole new wardrobe for us. And he wants to help us grow in these things as we seek him, as we spend time with him. He helps us shake off these old things and put on our new wardrobe. But like I said before, every day is a choice. Whether we, we take back our life, once we give our life to Jesus, every day is a choice. Whether we take it back into our own hands, we put on the old clothes, or we surrender again every day and we choose to dress each day in the new garments, the new wardrobe that God has for us. So why don't we just close our eyes for a minute. And why don't you just think, think on that. Think for a minute. What, what have you got hanging? None of us are perfect. We've all got stuff. We've all got little certain attitudes or behaviours or ways of doing things and living that we, that we put on. Sometimes it's a choice, sometimes it's not. Like I said, every day we make mistakes, but sometimes we consciously put on these things. And God has a better way. He's got a whole new wardrobe. So God, I just thank you for every person here today. I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for this beautiful morning of being with you. There's nothing like it. There's no one like you, God. We love you. We thank you for all that you've done in our lives. We surrender again to you this morning. We give you our life again, again, again this morning, God. And we thank you. As we go about our week, I pray that we would be so aware of you, that we would be led by the Holy Spirit, that you would just reveal certain things that we might be doing or thinking or saying that you can just pull us up on this week to go, no, 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 that's an old coat. Take that off. Don't do that anymore. There's a better way. So God, I thank you for every person here this morning that this week we'd make a choice to seek you in your ways and to put on the garments that you have for us. Thank you that you bless every person, you bless every family. In Jesus' name, amen.